Hi, I'm Jeffrey. Welcome back to Nightfalls. Come, settle in for tonight's calming meditation and soothing bedtime story. As always, don't worry if you fall asleep before the end. You can drift off whenever you're ready. Before we begin, I'd like to say thank you to our recent reviewers. A listener recently wrote in, saying their sleep routine has completely changed since listening to the podcast, and now they get seven to eight hours instead of an exhausting three to four. They wrote that the magic of the falls has kept them well rested and hanging on till the next episode. Well, I'm glad the magic is working wonders for you, as it does for me. I shall pass on your thanks. Now, here's a quick word from our sponsors, who make this free content possible. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey... Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. For the best way to fall asleep with Nightfalls, you can now become a premium supporter. Enjoy the entire back catalogue of Nightfalls classics, all with a rich, immersive, and totally ad-free experience. If you love falling asleep to Nightfalls, Nightfalls Premium will elevate your sleep while helping to support myself and the team. We love creating Nightfalls, but without supporters, it wouldn't be possible. Join Nightfalls Premium today in just two tabs on both Apple Podcasts or via the Supercast link found in the show notes for all other podcast players. Your sleep will thank you for it, and so will I. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you've been feeling overwhelmed with anxiety lately, try listening to a guided meditation on the Meditation for Anxiety podcast. Meditation is a proven natural way to help you calm down and dissolve stress so you can feel lighter and happier. So subscribe for free today to the Meditation for Anxiety podcast by searching for Meditation for Anxiety on your favorite podcast player. I don't know about you, but I love this time of year. It used to be the one day my dad was off, 
and the usually bustling hotel I grew up in was empty. There's something a bit magical about somewhere that's usually very busy being quiet. I hope you get to shut out a little bit of busyness and take a moment for yourself over the coming week. I'm going to make it my New Year's resolution to try to find a little moment in every day to do just that. Come, take a pew by the fireside as I tell you of the day wintry west discovered the clue that unlocked an almost forgotten treasure hunt laid out by the famous adventurer Arthur Greenberg. Nightfalls has revealed its secrets to me day by day. And tonight, the late Greenberg's mystery shows winter aside of the stunning Peach Blossom Bay that few have gotten to see and reminds him that treasure doesn't just come at the end of an adventure and is often found along the way. Before we escape into tonight's relaxing tale, let's take a moment to settle in and relax after another long day. Stretch out your arms and legs, however feels best for you, twisting and turning as you ease into the muscles that need it the most. When you're ready, Come to settle however feels most comfortable and allow your eyes to drift closed on the day. Take a moment to soak in the stillness of the night as it washes through your body on a deep breath in and a long, lazy breath out. Inhale and exhale. Allow the soothing evening air to drift ever so easily in through your nose and out through your mouth. Let your breath drift in through your nose smoothly and out through your mouth at the same pace, restoring balance to your body with each cycle of it. Breathe in for one, two, and out for one, two. Inhale for one, two, three, and exhale for three, two, one. Draw a deep breath in for one, two, three, four, and sigh out in relief for four, three, two, one. Each cycle of your breath is cleansing and restorative, 
Each in-breath ushers in calmness and kindness. And every out-breath carries the stress and strain of another long day out of your body. As you lie there breathing evenly, feel the negative energy being filtered out of your body and being replaced with the peace and calm that a good night's sleep promises. Draw a final deep breath in and let the need for sleep wash in on the steady tide of your breath. As you exhale, release the hold you have on the day and allow yourself to drift into a state of deep relaxation. This is your time to honor yourself, to rest and relax. Now, if you're feeling ready, winter's adventure can begin. Wintery West was taking a well-needed vacation from his adventures and had decided to visit somewhere closer to home. The coastal town of Peach Blossom Bay was situated on the eastern side of America and was famed for its picturesque beauty. But that wasn't the only reason why winter had been drawn to it. He arrived in the town on a bright spring day in April and took a leisurely stroll along the main street. He cast admiring looks at the shops at his side, each one offering an array of delights to tempt visitors to linger inside a while and let time flow pleasantly by. Winter paused outside an antique emporium and looked at a selection of delicately painted china cups nestling alongside matching saucers and plates. He pictured the crockery being brought out for special occasions in days gone by. There were a handful of cafes along the sidewalk displaying a variety of tantalizing treats, including the local speciality, peach pie. The aroma of freshly brewed coffee drifted invitingly towards him. Leaving the allure of the cafes behind, Winter walked towards the bookshop on the corner of the street its weathered wooden sign swung slightly in the warm breeze. The world-famous explorer, Arthur Greenberg, used to visit Peach Blossom Bay in between his adventures and loved spending hours inside the bookshop. Winter had first heard of Arthur many decades ago, the explorer was someone he greatly admired. 
Arthur Greenberg had sparked the love of traveling in winter, along with the desire to discover the mysteries of the world, both ancient and modern. Looking around him, Winter could understand why Arthur had been so enamoured with Peach Blossom Bay. It was like stepping back in time. Before entering the bookshop, Winter reached into his denim jacket and pulled out a well-read copy of Arthur's autobiography. He turned to a page which contained a black-and-white photograph of this very bookshop. He'd read the book many times over the years and was as familiar with the words as if he'd written them himself. As well as going on adventures, Arthur Greenberg had created treasure hunts, which he'd made public via newspaper articles. His treasure hunts were designed for people of all ages with the intention of getting them out into the great outdoors. Winter fondly recalled the happy times he'd spent with his family on one of Arthur's hunts. Winter glanced once more at the weathered sign and wondered how many people had turned up here after Arthur's passing ten years ago. There had been a rumour that Arthur had created a final treasure hunt and some of his fans thought this shop held a clue to it. Alas, no one had discovered any clues and all thoughts of Arthur's last treasure hunt had slowly been forgotten. But Winter still thought about it even though he was taking a break from his own travels. The idea of a possible treasure hunt lingered at the back of his mind. Winter entered the bookshop. A bell above the door announced his arrival, causing a bespectacled woman behind the counter to look up from her book and smile his way. She gave him a warm greeting and said if he needed any assistance, she was there to help. Winter thanked her before removing his Stetson and walking towards the nearest shelf of books. He imagined Arthur Greenberg doing the same all those years ago. Arthur was known for including fables and myths in his treasure hunts, especially ones pertaining to local areas. Winter spotted the myth and mystery section at the rear of the shop and headed towards it. He gazed upon the titles, smiling as he recalled how his first treasure hunt of Arthur's had involved finding a mountain shaped like a sleeping dragon. A book caught his attention. Winter frowned as he read the title. 
It was about the flight pattern of birds in Europe. It seemed entirely out of place, and Winter wondered if it had been placed there by accident. He picked the book up and walked over to the woman behind the counter. He was going to let her know about the possible misplacement, but by the time he reached the counter, he decided to buy the book for his mother, who was a keen ornithologist, albeit an amateur one. He handed the book to the woman. He barely glanced at the title as she ran it through the till. Yet, the second his transaction was complete, she broke into a smile and asked why he'd bought that particular book. It seemed to be in the wrong place and it caught my eye, Winter admitted. The woman said it was in the right place, just waiting for the right person. Arthur placed it there 15 years ago with strict instructions for it to stay on that shelf. Arthur, Winter asked. Arthur Greenberg. The very one. With a knowing look in her eyes, she explained how the book could be a clue to his last treasure hunt, the one which everyone assumed didn't exist. For a moment, Winter was at a loss for words. Then he remembered how Arthur loved hiding clues inside the covering of books. Taking great care, he opened the book and ran his hands over the inner sleeve. There was a raised area at the top. Winter gently prized the paperback. There was something beneath it. He took it out and showed it to the woman who was watching his every move. A postcard, she said. Why would he put a postcard of the Peach Blossom Hotel in a book? Winter examined the blank postcard and said he should take it to the hotel. Perhaps there was another clue there. The woman agreed and gave him directions to the hotel. She explained the hotel had been standing empty for years, waiting for a buyer to take it on. No one had as of yet, and it seemed the extensive repairs needed were putting off potential buyers. She told him the hotel was being looked after by a caretaker called Joe and that he would likely be at the property. Following the directions given, Winter took the short walk to the hotel. It was situated on a cliff, and the views of the Atlantic Ocean behind it were captivating. A sandy beach spread out below the cliff, and the vast ocean sparkled beyond. It was hard to tell where the ocean ended and the sky began. 
A man of around winter's age was tending the colourful flower beds which lined the gravel path to the main door. He straightened up upon winter's approach, introduced himself as the caretaker, and asked how he could help. Winter gave his name and explained the reason for his visit. Joe smiled in delight at the postcard which Winter showed him, and said, I was beginning to think this day would never arrive. Follow me. There's something I need to show you. Joe led Winter into the hotel and over to the reception desk. He went around it and indicated for Winter to do the same. Joe pointed to a row of pigeonholes which were empty of any post. See that one at the end? It was designed by Arthur during one of his stays here. As you can see, half of it is covered up with only a slim opening for a letter. Arthur made arrangements with management to keep it in use because he claimed a special delivery would arrive one day. Perhaps this? Winter held the postcard up. Joe scratched his head and said he couldn't see the point of posting it, but maybe it was part of one of Arthur's puzzles. Winter approached the covered part of the pigeonhole and pushed the postcards through the thin opening. A second later, a small drawer beneath it slid open. There was a blue ticket inside. Winter picked it up and showed it to Joe. Joe's face was a mixture of bewilderment and amusement. He told Winter it was a ticket for a complimentary ride on the hotel's funicular which took visitors to the bay below the hotel. Is it still in use? Winter asked, hopefully. It is. I've kept it in good working order. Arthur loved riding that funicular. Sometimes, he'd be on it for hours, just so he could talk to the hotel guests and get to know them and they would always ask him about his adventures, of course. Myself included. I was fascinated by the places he'd been to and the things he'd seen. He shook his head. But why would he want someone to ride on it for free? Do you suppose this is part of his puzzle? Winter didn't know but suggested they go on the funicular and have a good look around it in case there was another clue somewhere. They left the hotel via the rear exit doors and walked over to a single wooden carriage of the funicular. As they walked along, Winter asked about the hotel and if there was a likelihood of a sale in the future. 
Joe replied there was no buyer on the horizon, but he was ever hopeful the hotel would be taken over at some point and restored to its previous beauty. They reached the funicular and went inside. The wooden seats had recently been polished and the windows sparkled. Joe admitted he was just as fond of the vehicle as Arthur had been and spent many hours keeping it in excellent condition. Joe went to the back of the carriage and took a seat next to the window. Winter followed him and sat down. A smile came to Joe's face as he talked about spending his lunch hours riding the funicular with Arthur and listening to the thrilling adventures he'd been on and the fascinating treasures he'd found. Joe said he remembered clearly every detail of Arthur's stories as if the great man were sitting right next to him in the same seat where Winter was. Winter felt a hint of anticipation and asked if Arthur always chose that seat. Always, was Joe's answer. Why do you want to know that? Winter knelt in front of the wooden seat. He told Joe that Arthur often hid clues inside boxes and seating areas. There was a knack to opening them. If his instincts were right, he had to press his thumbs at certain angles on the underneath of the wood, and at the same time. It took Winter a few attempts to locate the precise pressure points, but he was eventually rewarded with a quiet click as some internal lock slid into place and the seat lifted a fraction. Winter opened it to reveal a small compartment. Joe shook his head. Well, I never. I've cleaned this carriage hundreds of times and never suspected that was there. Arthur's treasure hunts were not designed to be easy, Winter said. Some of them have taken years to be solved. Winter searched the compartment and discovered a glass bottle tucked away in the corner. He pulled it out, took a closer look at it, and gave it to Joe. As the caretaker peered at the bottle, Winter opened Arthur's autobiography and stopped at one of the earlier pages. He read a couple of passages out to Joe whose eyes grew wider with every word. Let me get this straight, Joe began. You're telling me this bottle could be the same one which Arthur's grandfather hid from him when he was seven years old. And this bottle contained a map inside which led young Arthur on his first treasure hunt. Winter nodded and pointed to the small rolled-up paper inside the bottle. 
Looks like there could be another map for us to follow. Do you want to take the paper out? Joe refused and said, since Winter had discovered the bottle, he should be the one to take the message out. Seeing the resolved look in Joe's eyes, Winter thought it best to go along with his suggestion. The paper was soon free of the bottle. Winter rolled it out. There was a simple drawing of a cave with a large X in the middle. Winter was about to say the cave could be anywhere in the world, but then he remembered the bay below them and asked Joe if there were any caves there. There was only one, Joe advised, and Arthur often sat at the entrance of it and watched the world go by. That could be our cave, Winter said with a smile. It looks like we have an old-fashioned treasure hunt. Would you like to join me on it? Joe happily accepted Winter's invitation before moving to the front of the funicular and setting it in motion down the hill and to the beach. As the carriage descended, Winter returned to his seat and enjoyed the spectacular vista which was unfolding in front of him. The vast ocean with barely visible boats on the horizon. The light blue sky with a few fluffy clouds gliding across it. Flashes of white as gulls dipped and swooped over the water. Less than two minutes passed before the funicular came to a rest. The two men alighted and Joe showed Winter to the cave where Arthur frequently rested. They stood at the entrance and looked inside. Instead of writing down the number of steps leading to the treasure, Arthur had written a series of questions based on his life and adventures. Each answer was then to be added to make the final calculations. Their combined knowledge of Arthur's life soon led the pair to the number of steps needed. Each step took them further into the cave. Once they reached their final destination, the two men dropped to their knees and began to scoop the sand away. With each handful of sand he dug up, Winter felt more and more like a child on his first treasure hunt. One look at the glee in Joe's eyes confirmed he felt the same way. It didn't take them long to reach a wooden box wrapped in a protective wax sheet. There were no trick catches, hidden drawers or secret chambers in the box, and Winter merely lifted the lid to discover what lay inside. He found a pearl necklace nestling in a small box 
there was a handwritten note from Arthur. Congratulations, you have found the treasure. This is known as the Pearl Necklace of a Thousand Love Stories. Thought to have originated from an island near Hawaii, this necklace was worn by each bride in the village on her wedding day. As part of the ceremony, the couple would tell their guests about their unique love story. It is said each love story became part of the pearls and made them grow in size. I'd heard of the legend, but never thought I'd find the necklace. But I did. And now, my dear treasure hunter, this string of pearls is yours to do with as you wish. The two men stared in wonder at the iridescent pearl necklace, which was fastened with a gold clasp in the shape of a heart. Winter said they should take the item to the local antiques dealer to see if the pearls were genuine. Not that he doubted Arthur's words, but he wanted to make sure. Joe agreed. A short while later, they arrived at the antique shop and quickly informed the owner of their discovery. Upon examining the necklace, the owner concluded they were genuine pearls and of immense value. But whether it was the necklace Arthur had written about in his note wasn't something he could confirm because he'd never heard of the legend. Winter knew in his heart it was the pearl necklace of a thousand love stories and he could tell from Joe's expression that he felt the same way. What will you do with it? Joe asked him. There's only one thing to do, Winter answered. He placed the necklace in Joe's hands. I'm giving it to you. You can buy the hotel and bring it back to its glory days. Joe refused to accept the gift and it took some convincing on Winter's part until he eventually gave in. Winter pointed out it was what Arthur would have wanted or else why would he have put the treasure so close to the hotel? With Joe's words of thanks following him out of the shop Winter walked along the street and into the cafe, which had been Arthur's favourite. He placed an order for a generous slice of peach pie topped with whipped cream, accompanied by strong coffee. It was exactly what Arthur used to have. Winter looked through Arthur's book and read again about the other legendary items the great explorer had discovered. Artifacts 
which had been thought lost forever in time. An emerald encrusted mirror discovered inside an overgrown maze and believed to have once belonged to a Russian princess. A collection of ancient scrolls buried within the walls of a secret library in Greece. Lost love poems written by an Egyptian poet found deep beneath the labyrinth of caves. Segments of a richly embroidered tapestry believed to have been woven by a forgotten tribe in Peru. He read of Arthur's life's journey across the continent. He joined excavation teams all over the world. Not only had he unearthed hidden mysteries through daring solo explorations, all in his own accord, but his musings and explorations had inspired and furthered the research of historians and archaeologists all over the world. Thanks to his reading and researching, discoveries had occurred all around him, like ripples in a pond. His curiosity had led him to lands forgotten and unknown, as well as to the busiest, most populated areas where lost legends were kept alive by rarely told stories which Arthur had heard for himself and put to paper, helping to preserve them in history. He had trekked through caves, climbed mountains, and sailed to isolated islands. And perhaps the most admirable thing about it was that not once did any of the people he crossed on his journeys a bad word to say about Arthur. He was an avid adventurer with a kind heart and the utmost respect for the world around him. Arthur believed no story should remain untold, no matter how great or how insignificant it seemed. This adventurous spirit had inspired not only winter, but men and women across the globe to observe and engage with the world around them, exploring the environment around them, no matter how local or how remote, how familiar or exotic it seemed. Winter turned to Arthur's closing words in the book. The words which resonated deeply with Winter. The world is a wonderful place full of mysteries yet to be discovered. And there are many adventures waiting for you, my dear reader. The treasure isn't always at the end of your journey. It is often found along the way. <laughs>